0: Welcome to URACTIVE's Digital Brief Podcast. My name is Luca Bertuzzi, your digital media editor. This week, we look at the outcome of the long awaited EU-US Summit. For a complete overview of the most relevant digital and media developments over the past seven days, sign up to our free Digital Brief newsletter or visit the website URACTIVE.com. This is URACTIVE's Digital Brief Podcast.
1: This episode is powered by ITI, the Information Technology Industry Council. We are the premier global advocate for technology, representing the world's most innovative companies. The Transatlantic Summit marks a milestone in U.S.-EU tech relations. The global tech industry is ready to work with leaders to shape the future digital world. Learn more at itic.org.
0: So today we have uh, as guest uh, Guido Lobrano, IT.'s uh, Vice President and Director General for Europe. Welcome Guido.
1: Thank you. Good morning.
0: So the big uh, event this week was of course the EU-US summit. What do you consider as the main outcome of this, uh, of this uh, diplomatic event?
1: This was clearly a very, very important uh, uh, summit for for our industry. The leaders discussed a lot of issues, but in terms of digitalization, uh, which was very high on their agenda, I think the crucial points are clearly the very strong commitment on strengthening of trade investment and technological cooperation, and in particular the establishment of the Trade and Technology Council. Um, The second, uh, cooperation on data transfers between Europe and the United States. And then, of course, the joint efforts to reform the World Trade Organization. Uh, there was also reference to the ongoing work on digital taxation at the G20 and UNCD level. As far as uh, the, the first point on the Trade and Technology Council, uh, as I said, this is largely positive. The outcome of the summit is that the leaders clearly decided to establish the TTC. This is an idea that we have worked on as ITI and as an industry from its genesis, and we are very pleased that the leaders reached an agreement this week. This is just the beginning. It is important that when this body begins to work, it aims to seek compatible approaches to digitalization on issues such as data governance, competition policy, and also emerging technologies like AI. The the council will be a body that will meet regularly at political level to drive this cooperation. We understand it will be co-chaired by the two Executive Vice Presidents of the European Commission, Margaret Vestager and Wadis uh, Dombrovskis, responsible for digitalization and trade on the EU side. On the American side, it will be the Secretary of State and the Secretary of Commerce, so Antony Blinken and General Raimondo. And then other political representatives will be invited as appropriate. There is a long list of things that the TTC is uh, expected to address and cover. For us, most important, of course, continue the cooperation on the development and the regulation of new technologies, such as AI and IoT, as well as cooperation on digital standards. Also, looking at the security and competitiveness of IT, discuss data governance and platforms, cooperation and convergence on regulatory approaches, compatibility on digital standards, green technologies, export controls and investment screening, and finally, I would say the rebalancing of the global semiconductor supply chains to assure su- supplies and production capacity.
0: Thank you, Guido, for uh, for this uh, overview. So, what do you see um, as the role of the Trade and Technology Council at uh, regulatory level? Because, of course, the EU and the US have very different uh, approaches to legislation. To what extent can we expect this uh, council to provide a platform for aligning uh, tech policies?
1: We as an industry are very optimistic. Um, the, what we see as a global organization is that the issues and the challenges that governments across the world are addressing are very similar. Uh, as you say, maybe the regulatory approaches traditionally um, are different. But there is also, I think, a certain convergence that is emerging. Uh, the United States also has recently started discussing uh, regulatory approaches to, to technology. Uh, so for us, it's very important that the, the council is a place where you can have a dialogue and you really strive to uh, achieve uh, compatible, if not convergent, uh, approaches. There's, uh, you know, a, a lot of things that. You can you can achieve. The United States and Europe are also like-minded on on their on a lot of their values, so this this facilitates things. Um, there is uh, you know this long list that, that we discussed earlier on, but of course there are also a number of other topics that have come up in the, in, in the summit where the council will create an environment of trust that will make it easier to also achieve results beyond its strict limits. The situation with transatlantic data flows, I think is an example. There is a mention of this in the summit's conclusions where I think the commitments that are made yesterday are a good starting point to ensure the stability and the reliability of transatlantic data flows and to protect data. Uh, it's, It's not a secret that data flows are crucial for our industry, but are also essential elements for competitiveness and innovation for all companies across sectors. And, you know, of any size, even smaller European companies are uh, very interested by the situation regarding uh, cross-border data flows. We know that the Commission and the U.S. administration are doing a truly remarkable job on this, but we also know that the matter is very complex and it takes more time. The ruling from the European Court of Justice of last summer that invalidated the privacy shield uh, created uh, a list of very precise requirements for the establishment of the mechanism. And addressing this requires a certain degree of creativity on the American side and a certain degree of flexibility from the European side. There is also important work that is relevant to this that is taking place at the OECD, where a committee is discussing common principles for government access to personal data that are held by the private sector. This can constitute a good basis for establishing common ground to facilitate the conditions for cross-border data flows in the future. This goes beyond you know what was discussed at the summit. But again, it's a good starting point. Uh, And it's another area where we trust we will see progress in the coming months and years. And then there is the third big issue uh, where the leaders agreed to and uh, committed to work together. That is the uh, alignment uh, as regards uh, the WTO. Um, There's been a commitment to bring about a meaningful reform of the World Trade Organization and to improve its functioning. And this is a significant milestone. We hope that the Transatlantic Alliance in the key sector of the WTO work will lead, first of all, to an institutional reform that makes the organization more effective and more incisive. But it's also important that this leads to results in the plurilateral negotiations on e-commerce, the adoption of more effective rules on industrial subsidies, unfair conduct of foreign enterprises, and other competitive practices. And finally, uh, another goal is further opening of access to the market for the trade of ICT goods and environmental goods and services.
0: The elephant in the room of the negotiations and and, and of the summit was of course China. So the United States and the European Union are uh, considered to form a tech alliance against the the rising uh, Asian giant. There is, of course, the risk that if you block access to the Western markets uh, from China, uh, China might take the lead on certain technological sector. And as a result, the West would fall behind. To what extent do you think that, that uh, the U.S. and Europe can afford to, to uh, shut their markets to Chinese companies? And what are the risks?
1: I think you're right, this is a very delicate situation. Um, Already, if you look at the communique of the G7 summit that happened uh, over the past weekend in the UK, that communique indicates that there is still concern among the G7 members regarding China's conduct in the markets. But then countries vary in their desire to publicly and aggressively counter China. The EU-US statement of the summit refers to protecting themselves from unfair business practices, from economies that operate outside the market rules like China. I think from, from ITI's perspective, you know, I'd like to emphasize, emphasize the importance of competing with China rather than opposing China. Countering China where it bo- things border on national security issues is obviously important, but too often approaches that are developed without exhaustive industry consultation have undesirable consequences and discourage innovation. Um, Think about export controls and tariffs, for example. We think governments should strive to achieve a level playing field with China, but they should also ensure that their actions allow companies in Western countries, in democratic countries, to fully compete in the global market. A specific example on this that I think is worth mentioning is the fairly advanced work of the US and the EU, together with Japan, to update international rules on subsidies and public enterprises, and also to tackle overcapacity issues more more collaboratively. Essentially, this is about working together to address China's unfair trading practices. And the approaches of the EU and the US towards China are rightly defined uh, as multifaceted, uh, where you you find elements of cooperation, of competition, and systemic rivalry.
0: So, of course, we can already see um, a different atmosphere when, when Biden came here in Brussels compared to the Trump administration. But at policy level, what do you think are the main uh, differences and what is the continuity in the two uh, U.S. administrations?
1: There has been a clear change in attitude uh, from both sides. This summit, I think, was uh, highly awaited from, from both sides. The leaders wanted to meet, and uh, there was a lot of optimism. Uh, we are encouraged that the United States is focused on strengthening its relationship with its allies, embracing cooperation, especially with the European Union. This is extremely positive. And I think the outcomes of this summit also reiterate this priority for the Biden administration, especially when you look at the, the establishment of the Trade and Technology Council. There are A number of issues where we know that conversations will not be easy. Again, I think, you know, uh, resolving the situation on data flows and also the discussion on digital taxation are aspects that require further work. But what's really important is that the the atmosphere and the willingness to talk and try to solve these issues is there uh, from both sides now. And this is clearly a source of hope for us.
0: Guido Lubrano is Vice President and Director General for Europe at the Information Technology Industry Council. Thank you, Guido, for being with us today. Thank you very much. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free digital brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview of all things digital in the world of European politics and policy, directly in your mailbox. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. I'm your Luca Bertuzzi, and thank you for listening.